0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. John Hartson says Kieran Tierney's worth more than the £25 million Celtic reportedly knocked back from Arsenal. Stephen Gerrard believes they've bagged a bargain in defender Philip Hellander and the Betfred Cup kicked off over the weekend with an opening loss for Jim Goodwin. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Hugh Keevans. Well, I think the Celtic fans might have to get real instead of getting emotional about the Kieran Tierney issue. £25 million is a fair offer for Kieran Tierney And for Celtic to get that kind of money for an academy graduate Is a sensational piece of business If they can get the payment profile right Because that appears to be the stumbling block in this particular issue It would be an emotional wrench for Kieran Tierney to leave Celtic I am certain of that However, Celtic Football Club is a business And this would be Sensational business Celtic fans What do you make of these latest developments In the pursuit of Kieran Tierney from Arsenal You can get involved 01419511025 Rangers fans What did you think of the win against Marseille yesterday If your team was in Betfred Cup action We want to hear from you as well What did you think of your first competitive game of the season 01419511025 on the phones Or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB But we'll start with What was the, the breaking story This morning or, or overnight It was that Celtic Have reportedly rejected A second offer From Arsenal For Kieran Tierney Suggestions that the offer Was around the £25 million mark That's been knocked back Reading into things Hugh It doesn't seem as if It's specifically The £25 million That's the issue Maybe more How the deal is structured Yes yeah, It's the payment profile That's everything here Apparently uh, I repeat Kieran Tierney's a terrific football player But he did four years in Celtic's first team And to be offered £25 million Is the type of money that Celtic couldn't turn down Now Peter Lawwell is waiting to to work out When Celtic get their money How quickly they get their money Uh, But I do understand that this is a highly emotive issue For the Celtic supporters And they want Kieran Tierney to stay To see if he can help Celtic to nine in a row But they have to understand sometimes that the football club is a business and this would be tremendous business for Celtic to get that level of money for Kieran Tierney. And when you just look at the figure written down, £25 million, it's the type of money that did you ever expect you'd see in Scottish football? Well, you know, Moussa Dembele, uh, almost £20 million when he left Celtic to go back to France. Uh no, uh, not for an academy graduate. £25 million for an academy graduate is money from the stratosphere. Uh, Kieran is a very, very good player. I'm not convinced at all that Arsenal would be the right club because there seems to be a bit of turmoil there. They're about to play Europa League football for the third year in succession. Their supporters are up in arms. They don't think the club is ambitious enough. Uh, I, I wouldn't put my house on Unai Emery being the Arsenal manager this time next year so for all of those reasons I'm not sure that Arsenal is the right club however if they have put the money down on the table or when they put it down in the the right shape for Celtic then I think Celtic have no option but to sell just go to Twitter At Clyde SB, SB Shadeshow Bob says I hate to admit it But I think it's a matter of time Before Tierney goes to Arsenal But if he goes He goes with my best wishes There's been a, a sort of mixed reaction Between the Celtic fans on Twitter That I've been reading today There's, there's some people like 
Sideshow Bob who's saying that you know he's accepting that there will be a time where Kieran Tierney will leave Celtic and, and he goes with his best wishes yeah. but there's also Celtic fans that are saying that they don't think Kieran Tierney would leave Celtic well uh, I think that Kieran Tierney has to understand that he's in the business of professional football uh, it might not be the best club that he could join but he has to understand that if Celtic are offered that kind of money they are obliged to say to Kieran Tierney we would accept that offer for you however Kieran Tierney owns Kieran Tierney so if he said no I don't want to go then that would be the end of the matter uh, but it all depends on whether Arsenal change the payment profile and whether Celtic do present the case to Kieran Tierney for going elsewhere That's where it gets interesting because it, it was right, widely reported down south earlier on this summer that Arsenal didn't have a particularly big budget mm. uh, in this summer window the figure £45 million was um, one that was being banded about I mean in general terms £45 million is obviously a ridiculous amount of money but for a club that are challenging at that end of the English Premier League it, it is a limited budget and if they're looking to spend something in the region of £25 million for Kieran Tierney you can understand why they would want to do it in a in an instalment-based yeah. deal. Sure. So it'll be interesting to see whether they are able to to put the money up front or the amount of money up front that Celtic would accept. Well, it's quite simple. If, uh, if they don't meet Celtic's terms on this matter, then that's the end of the subject. Uh, and it's not for Celtic to wonder about how much money Arsenal have in their transfer budget. It's quite simply the case that if Arsenal come forward and offer to pay Celtic the money in the time scale that Celtic want, then Celtic are obliged to go to Kieran Tierney and say, we are going to accept the offer, do you want to go? 0141951-1025 if you want to come on the phone. Graham is a Celtic fan in Clyde Bank. Graham? Evening. How are we doing? Good. Hi, uh, Graham. Hi. That's good. Um, lovely day. Good. It's a... Uh, hi, but the Kieran Tierney thing, obviously, is that I'm a Celtic supporter. And uh, none of us, uh, no Celtic supporter with any salt, want to see the, the boy leave. But, um, and Celtic, obviously, with the payment structure, the shoe was saying um, that Arsenal's willing to pay. Um, fair enough, right? Peter Lawwell's not happy. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all down to the player. And I don't think the player wants to leave Celtic, no matter how much Arsenal offers him. Maybe it may be treble his wages a week, maybe seventy, eighty thousand pounds a week. Mm-hmm. But boy, Celtic through and through, and even if Celtic, even if the Celtic National Day come to some sort of payment agreement and it's accepted uh, with base clubs, so down to the player. If the player doesn't want to go, then that's it. Yeah. I'm yeah, as I've said, Kieran Tierney owns Kieran Tierney at the end of the day. I couldn't give you uh, an honest answer to that, Graham, because I don't know. I've never had the opportunity to ask Kieran Tierney if he would be prepared to go to Arsenal. That's why I say, if Arsenal approach Celtic and say, OK, we'll alter the payment profile to suit your way of thinking, then Celtic are obliged to turn to Kieran and say, we have of a mind to accept this offer. What do you want to do? Um, fans, it's an emotive issue for fans Fans believe that Kieran Tierney Wants to be with Celtic forever And never play for any other club I can't tell you if that's the case If his head would be turned by a move To the English Premier League We'll have to wait and see We'll have to wait until the moment when Celtic Turn to Kieran Tierney and say We're going to accept Arsenal's offer What do you want to do? It's interesting Hugh Because I've heard a, a few Celtic fans say that That 
because he's such a big Celtic fan that they don't think he'd want to leave the club. I've been racking my brain and trying to think of any examples of players around the world that haven't been in one of the bigger leagues, been at, say, an Ajax or or something like that, that Mm -hmm. have knocked back offers from top clubs around the world to stay at a club. And I can't really think of any examples. Let's just uh, isolate Celtic here. Uh, There have been players in the past. Billy McNeil, who only played for Celtic in no other club. Paul McStay, likewise. Uh, Now, there were occasions when Billy could have left Celtic and Paul left the club as well, uh, but they decided not to. However, plenty of Celtic men through and through have left the club to go elsewhere. Uh, So it's not the case that some people are born to say, I only want to play for one club. Some do, some don't. We can't answer in the case of Kieran Tierney until we are presented with Arsenal's bid having been accepted and Peter Lawwell telling Kieran Tierney it's going to be accceptead. Do you want to accept the chance to go there? And taking the case of, of Billy McNeil, it's a, it's a completely different game. Yeah. Now, you look yeah. at the amount of money down south, the, the lure that clubs in the English Premier League and elsewhere have, it's surely got to be a much harder offer to turn down than it was back in those days. Of course, the world's a vastly different place. Even from uh, Paul McStay's time, the world's a vastly different place. Supporters believe, some supporters, not all, some supporters believe implicitly in the idea that Kieran Tierney would never want to leave Celtic. Well, their belief will have to be put to the test. I can't answer the question truthfully because I don't know. We'll all have to wait until Kieran Tierney is put to the test. When or if? 01419511025 to get involved. Frank is a Celtic fan in Kilmarnock. Frank, what's your point tonight? Hi guys. Um, obviously at the top at the moment, Kieran's proposed transfer bid from Arsenal. I think there's there's a bit of a clause in it which... And I need to applaud Peter Law and the Celtic board for refusing Arsenal's bid because I think there's, I've read it in quite a few sources that the £25 million would be paid up in instalments and also there's certain clauses in it like Arsenal need to win the league within X amount of seasons there would be X millions for that if Arsenal qualified for the Champions League with Kieran and the team there would be X millions so I think Peter's and the Celtic board are, need to be applauded for saying to Arsenal he's our asset their value is £25 million, and until you're willing to come back and meet their valuation, then thanks, but no thanks. So first, well done to Celtic for that. And the second thing is, I disagree with the first caller. Kieran is a Celtic man through and through, there's no doubt about it, and he's right in one part that no Celtic fan wants to see Kieran leave. But at the end of the day, if Kieran's offered a life-changing sum of money and a very short career, so if he could take his salary from twenty-five grand a week to seventy five, that'll equate to £10 million extra for the young lad. He's a young lad, he's ambitious, he's got the talent. Hopefully he's got a nice family life in the future. And I think if Celtic have given the platform and he's got to captain and play for his boyhood club, then we can only applaud him and say thanks, Kieran, for what you've done um, and wish him well if he did get down to the Premier League. Because he just needs to look at Andy Robertson and what's happened there. Kieran's a very, very top-talented footballer and I think Hugh's right. The academy and everything that Tommy Burns and the legacy set up there needs to be applauded because here's proof in the pudding that you invest in the academy what can come of it and um, I'm one of the Celtic fans that would say Kieran if you do decide to go thanks son 
good luck and there's no hard feelings. Yeah, any any suggestion of betrayal would be laughable uh, and overly emotional on the part of a supporter who would accuse Kieran Tierney of betrayal. No such thing. He is a professional footballer. The world is a big place. If he wants to go to the English Premier League and who knows if Arsenal would be his last stop, then that's entirely his prerogative. However, if he does want to stay with Celtic for the remainder of his professional life, that too is his prerogative. Now, if you're correct, Frank, and I don't know what your sources would be to talk about Arsenal would have to win this and Arsenal would have to win that. I mean, those types of things are pretty common these days. That Yeah, but you know, uh, if, you're, if you're Peter Lawwell, we're talking hypothetically because Frank believes this to be the case, but doesn't know for sure. And I'm going down the hypothetical road with Frank. If that was the case, Peter Lawwell would say, no, 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 we don't sell players, but part of the money is dependent on what you do. Because we're selling you one player But we can't be responsible for all the other players Who play for Arsenal So that would be the wrong type of payment profile And Peter Lobo would be perfectly entitled to say No thank you Do you want to come back in Frank? Yeah, no I agree with you I mean obviously it's, it's certain outlets And certain um, social media um, posts that you're reading this from So you don't know anything for fact um, But I just yeah, reiterate what you said as well. If he stays with Celtic, I'll be delighted. I think he's an absolutely unbelievable talent. He's a genuinely nice bloke. And um, I think all Celtic fans just want to wish Kieran all the best for his future. Ideally, it's when the green and white hoops and he goes to do 10 in a row. But if the offer comes and it's one that the Celtic both thinks acceptable and Kieran thinks the offer's too big, then I just say good luck and thanks for everything you've done for us. Well, thank you to Frank in Kilmarnock. Alec from Rossi is on the line, but we'll get the thoughts of John Hartson first, shall we? John Hartson, speaker today, says Kieran Tierney is worth more than the £25 million pounds that the club reportedly knocked back from Arsenal. The former Celtic striker says he can see why they wouldn't, uh, why that wouldn't be enough money and that everyone at the club will be desperate for him to stay. That's their prerogative to, to turn down the bid. Kieran Tierney uh, is a fantastic player. He's done brilliantly well over the last two, three, four seasons playing lots of Champions League, winning trophies. Um, and, and why not? Why not? If you think of the, the modern-day market now, what players are going for, it's silly money. You know, and um, £25 million is clearly not enough. And uh, Celtic have turned that bid down, whether Arsenal come back or whether they decide now to the deal is dead and they move on to another one. I'm sure the Celtic supporters will hope it's the latter. Um, I don't know in terms of the financial side of of Celtic Football Club, the hierarchy who runs the club, who puts the money in. Um, but I think Neil Lennon's team, I think they'll be competitive again this year. Um, Rangers as well, have, I think they've bought 28 players under Steven Gerrard. How you keep all them players happy, I'll never know. But um, going back to Kieran Tini, he's a wonderful player and obviously Celtic, you know, worth uh, value him a lot more than 25 million. And I would, of course, agree with that. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Alec is a Celtic fan in Rossi. Alec, what do you make it of all? Hi guys, thanks for taking my call tonight. Yeah, my son and my granddaughter were in Tenerife last year uh, and they were sitting in a, a bar in the afternoon playing pool and they didn't realise, my son was playing this young guy and turned in Celtic strip on. He realised then it was Kieran Tierney. Even on the holiday, he wears a Celtic strip. He's Celtic through and through. He loves the club. He's been brought up at the club. It's a life-changing amount of money. If the young guy gets offered this amount of money, he's got to grab it with both hands. We love him. 
They'll always love him, and maybe someday he'll come back to Celtic. But at the end of the day, £25 million, I sort of disagree with John Hartson. I think it's the top end of what a Scottish player would get. Uh, I'd love us to get more, obviously, but I think Kieran Tierney's been a great servant to us. If he decides to go to Highbury or whatever, let him go into Celtic Park. There will be not one Celtic fan that won't applaud the young guy. Go and better yourself and come back maybe someday. Well, I too disagree with John Hartson. I think £25 million would be a terrific fee for Celtic to get for Kieran Tierney. When you remember that Andrew Robertson went uh, from Dundee United to Hull, uh, did so well for Hull, but went to Liverpool for less than half of what Arsenal are apparently prepared to pay for Kieran Tierney. So I think £25 million is an exceptional offer. We're also back to this question of Kieran Tierney, his love of Celtic. I can only repeat, plenty of players who were born into Celtic, who loved Celtic, still took the chance to broaden their horizons on the basis that football represents the opportunity to go into a big world. Alec, a lot of people have been talking about how this can be life-changing money for, for Kieran Tierney, but you look at the, the figures that have been banded about that Celtic could receive, it could be big changes at Celtic as well if they manage to, to get the money. Oh, it's, it's, fa- it's a fabulous, as Hugh already says, for a, an academy player, it's a fabulous amount of money and it, it obviously it benefits the full club. And uh, as I say, young Kieran, if he, if he decides to go, I think Hugh, if it wasn't for this 10 in a row thing or 9 in a row thing, there'd be no problem. Celtic fans would say, great, move on, uh, Kieran, have a, have a great life and enjoy yourself. But I think it's this, the 9 in a row thing that's starting to get everybody hit up, obviously. Uh, at the end of the day, we want our best players to stay to, to help us achieve the nine in a row. Yeah. Uh, but it really is life-changing. I, I totally respect young Kieran. As I say, I've not met him. My son and my grandkids have met him. A young, likeable guy. I know Celtic icons have left in the past. Uh, I think it's because of his age. A lot of, a lot of fans are maybe saying, OK, he could stay another two years and, and then get the big money. But you just don't know what's in the corner of football, Hughes, you know. No, I was talking to John Kennedy on Saturday at Celtic Park. Now, when you talk about people who didn't know what was around the corner, I thought that John Kennedy would be the Billy McNeil of the the new millennium. I thought that he would be at Celtic for 15 years, be the club captain, be everything for Celtic and for Scotland. And then one night at Hamden, his career was finished. So that's the the game of football. That's what can happen. Uh, So if Kieran wants to go, he is not to be accused of betrayal or anything like it. However, and I'm sounding like the broken record now, but we have to wait until that moment when Celtic say, OK, Arsenal's money and the payment profile is acceptable to us. Kieran, what do you want to do? Thank you to Alec in Rossi. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. We'll be hearing from Stephen Gerrard after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And you can join us on the phone as well, 01419511025, or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. Andy Jackson has done just that. He says £25 million is peanuts for the richest league in the world. Celtic should be holding out for all the money up front. Well, if they get all the money up front, then fine. But £25 million is what we're talking about for Kieran Tierney. We're not talking about the richest league in the world just because they have the, all the money. That's the issue. It's, it's not peanuts in Scotland. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean to say that the clubs like Arsenal are obliged to pay over the odds 
for everyone. Uh, I repeat, when Andrew Robertson went from Hull to Liverpool, it was for less than half of the money that uh, Celtic are apparently being offered for Kieran Tierney by Arsenal. So uh, I think the money for Kieran Tierney is right. I think Celtic would grab it with both hands if the payment profile was right. Uh, and then we go back to that question of whether Kieran Tierney wants to go to the Emirates or not. Well, there were some pre-season friendlies over the weekend. Celtic drawing 0-0 with Rain on Saturday. Rangers then hosted Marseille at Ibrox. Yesterday, a 4-0 win for them. Daniel Kandias scored twice. Goals from Conor Goldson and Jermaine Defoe as well. And it was comfortable in the end, Hugh. Well, a very impressive uh, result for Rangers. And I know that people are pointing out that Accrington Stanley beat Marseille in the game before the one played at Ibrox yesterday. However, I think that Steven Gerrard is building something highly impressive. I think we're three weeks away from the start of a genuinely competitive title race. I think yesterday we saw the the drama of competitive sport from Lords to the Centre Court at Wimbledon. We in Scotland, I think, are going to have an, an epic season. Uh, and I think that Philip Hellander going from uh, Serie A to Rangers uh, becomes... Rangers' uh, marquee signing as uh, Christian Julien uh, ha- has been for, for Celtic. That word's got you in trouble before. Yeah, that's, that's why I thought I'd throw it in. <laughs> he, he is the uh, the marquee signing because he's the most expensive and uh, he's the top of the bill as uh, Julian has been uh, for Celtic because uh, he costs more money than anyone else. So that, for me, makes them marquee signings. Well, Stephen Gerrard did talk about Philip Hellander yesterday. We'll hear from Paul in Crookston in just a second. But Stephen Gerrard says they've got a bargain after completing the signing of Philip Hellander from Bologna. Hellander was introduced to the Ibrox crowd during yesterday's win against Marseille, with Gerrard saying he's got all the attributes to be a hit. Yes, um, that's a, a position we've um, been looking for the right solution for, for a very long time. Um, so, you know, to have someone of his, his calibre, an international player for Sweden, yeah, the height, the profile, you know, he ticks a lot of boxes, what we have been looking for. So, yeah, really relieved to get it over the line. And, and now, you know, our centre-back positions are set now for hopefully what's going to be a 60-game season. Well, he naturally gives us balance as well as, as a left-footer. So that enables us to obviously play with a two, uh, with a back three. Um, profile-wise, he'll be, he'll be able to defend our box. He'll be able to be a threat at set-pieces. Um, he's comfortable on the ball. So, yeah, as I say, t- he ticks a lot of boxes. Um, he's, a, he's a good man. He's a leader. Um, you know we do need more voices out there if we, if we want to challenge for the for the top prizes. So um, he's another good type uh, uh, through the door um, for three million pound. I think we've done really well. If you look at what's going on in the market um, in front of us, if you look at what's going on in the market in England and, and around the world at the moment for this type of centre back, uh, three million pound for me is, is is money well spent. But he has to go and prove it now. Paul is a Rangers fan in Crookston. Paul. Oh, hi there, Andrew. Hi, uh, Hugh. Hello. Um, good to listen to you know, the show for the summer break. It's, it's good to keep up with, with uh, how the teams are rebuilding over the summer and things like that. And good to see football just peeking over when the European ties start and whatnot. So just thought I'd do a wee, wee call in. Um, just a wee bit about... One wee point, this was before, it was just Hugh used that, that word that you said was dangerous, that marquee word. Just, but I remember the days when you know, Joey Barton he was, he was classed as a marquee signing, but he didn't. Well, he came as a free agent here, so. And look how that turned out, to be honest, you know. So, I get where you're coming from. I think the, the, the boy Hellander coming to Rangers, I think, looks like a real quality addition. I mean, I'm not going to deny it, I don't know anything about him, really. Um, just found out, obviously, reading his profile and things like that, but it looks like a big, strong, 
defender in there, I think. And I think um, the team, I mean, I'm not going to be over-optimistic, but I think looking at the team last year compared to the sign he's making this year, I, th- I think it's going to be just what you've been saying, really, really competitive. And I think there's definitely going to be a, a chance in here, to be honest. I think the Rangers, uh, from Dave King down through the board of directors to Stephen Gerrard, uh, have taken a conscious decision that it must be this season or forever hold your peace. And they have decided to throw everything at this. Uh, I, I don't know how much uh, of the money being used at the moment is borrowed money. That's Rangers' business and uh, they have to get on with their business. But I think they are throwing the kitchen sink at this uh, because they are of the opinion that nine in a row must not happen because if nine in a row happens, then we all know the figure that comes after nine. So I think that they are doing everything in their power to stop Celtic this season. And those who have come in, you can argue the toss about Greg Stewart and Jordan Jones. I know all that. However, others who have come in uh, are of a quality that is going to make Rangers better than last season. And last season, nine points separated them from Celtic. It, it will be narrower than that this season. It will be, to my way of thinking, a proper title battle between two clubs, Celtic and Rangers. Paul? Oh, I agree with what you said there. I mean, nine points doesn't seem much, but I think a lot of the players he's brought in... Um, I've got a lot of creative spark in the midfield, for instance, to create opportunities and break down teams that are always defending against Rangers. So I think he's learned that over the year. I think, I mean, the main point I was really going to talk about was, and, and I know Hughes maybe mentioned this, or maybe we talked about previously on the show, but I've been looking on social media and I mean, some of the, uh, the columns people are writing in, no fans. Um, and the other side of the city are saying, you know, where are Rangers getting the money from and things like that. And just like Hughes said, it's... Well, it's no one's business where he's just getting the money from. So, uh, could be a secret investor. You, you just don't know. Um, at the end of the day, that'll be something that'll come out one day. But I think, who's right, I think the key thing for me as a Rangers fan is it's, it's stopping nine in a row. That, that's it. Uh, if you gave me the Champions League trophy, I wouldn't take it. I would take stop nine in a row. Yeah, that's, well, that's uh, what uh, Rangers fans want. So, and I think the team, I think we're in for a highly competitive league. I think the, the key's going to be recruitment. And there's always going to be recruitment. So, I think Gerard started off quite well. I think, um, I mean, you look at it, I know you're talking about Marseille and Akinete and Stadley and things like that, but that team, I think the midfield cost between 60 and 100 million or something like that. And I think the Rangers midfield was about 800,000 or something. They absolutely demolished them. So, and I know it's only a friendly, get all of that. I mean, Pedro Cassini started with one each against Marseille, so friendlies are friendlies. But at the end of the day, I think, I think there's something, you know, it's a stronger team than last year, basically, what I was going to say. And look how close it was last year. So, at the end of the day, that's Jared's going to get judged on this year. I think it's a yeah. year for him. And um, I think the, the sign is so far. I think the majority of Rangers fans are are quite excited by him. To be honest, there's a lot of players here, young young players. Greg Dockery's got something to prove. I think Jordan Jones got something to prove. He's doing well with the, the national team. So, um, I, I think I think the, the way he's got Rangers playing. I mean, at the friendly was completely dominated um, the team and against a manager. No, that's wildly regarded as one of the best managers. Although I don't know if he's won anything, but uh, Phyllis Bowes, I, th- I thought Marseille were really, really poor. Um, and I think I was down to not just them being poor, but I think Rangers were just just absolutely superb to them. Anyway, to simplify matters, you know this to be the case, Paul. We live in a feverish atmosphere here. 
There is only one thing that's important for the Celtic fans That is to get nine in the row There's only one thing that's important for the Rangers fans That's to get the job of stopping nine in the row done uh, And that's why next season or the, the season to come Starting on the 3rd of August Will be unlike any other I believe In the history of Scottish football I believe it will be the most fevered The most argumentative The most fiery And uh, I look forward to it starting I just hope that everyone can mind their manners While we go after the outcome of the title race But it's a very very simple matter Season upon season Stephen Gerrard has improved Rangers The signings who have come in For the most part uh, Will enhance Rangers Uh, Middle to front they, They look impressive Now the Defence has been I would imagine enhanced also By the arrival of Philip Hillander Uh, A Celtic hope that Christopher Julien Will enhance their Back four So we have to let the games begin Well thank you to Paul in Crookston 01419511025 Is the number if you want to get involved It's also the number Robert from Newlands dialed Robert Hi there gents Um, Well I want to make a point About some of the Rangers Transfer signs I seen yesterday at the game um, I felt first of all uh, Despite it being a friendly You have to also remember That Mario Balotelli And the likes of all Played for Mar- uh, Marseille You know They are a great team And they compete In a tough league I know PSG have won it Quite a few number of times But They're producing The world's best players At the moment I think it was very A very structured performance I think Daniel Cadiz Is beginning to show He can come out of shell A bit more I mean last year Had a bit Quite a, quite a rocky season wasn't that consistent, but yesterday he was playing really, really some really good stuff, and obviously got two goals uh, for his hard work. But looking at some of the other boys this season and the like, the lads are bringing in, I think this could actually be a title-winning team. I think the depth is getting there; it's not quite there yet. But by the way that we're doing our numbers, I don't know where the investments come from, but it's, we're using it clearly, and I think it's. Um, it's uh, building up to be, be a, a real shaker maker team. But that being said, with looking like Kieran Tierney's going uh, for a lot of money, Celtic can obviously reinvest in that money as well. But I don't know. I was just thinking what your thoughts were if you think Rangers could actually compete uh, for the title. Without question, in, in my estimation, uh, as I say, I think next season it will be between Celtic and Rangers. I think it will be genuine uh, challenge from Rangers. Uh, they didn't. Challenge Effectively Last season They dropped too many Silly points uh, And They failed to make A cup final Therefore In general terms The season had to be Regarded as a disappointment uh, But I think They brought in Players like OG And like uh, Hellander uh, Who are going to make A, a big difference uh, And Every Rangers fan will believe That next season Is a title winning season Every Celtic fan Will believe That's nonsense that's the way it is We live in an uncomplicated part of the world Saturday August the 3rd Sunday August the 4th Celtic versus St Johnston Following day Kilmarnock versus Rangers That will start to tell us The true story Robert I, I know it's early days But who out of the new recruits at, at Rangers Has impressed you the most so far? Uh, well, I watched the European game And um, obviously the opposition weren't as You know The most um, Difficult and the most challenging, but you know they're still getting fit. So 
Not exactly 100%, but I think Ojo looked quite capable. Um, I said last week I liked the looks of Greg Stewart, just not seen enough of him yet. But um, Ojo and Aribo just like walked on, sort of played with the ball. They didn't they looked like they knew what they were doing. <laughs> uh, sometimes you look at some of the Rangers signings of the past, I don't know, 10 years, and they look like they've never seen a size back, size, size back, you know. But um, Ojo, for me, looks good. And uh, yeah, Aribo, I think he'll be a player for this season. Yeah, I mean, they are impressive signings. Uh, you know, you can look at where they have come from. Uh, Ojo from Liverpool. Uh, Aribo from Charlton Athletic. Not necessarily the same level, but he appears to be uh, a player of quality. Uh, I have no doubt that Rangers will be stronger than they were last season. And last season, they were nine points behind Celtic. Celtic have things to sort out in this transfer window. They have neither... A right back or a left back uh, at the moment uh, remains to be seen if uh, Bolly Bolingoli uh, will be able to fill that left back role. Uh, there is no right back at the moment uh, who could start the season and uh, also compete Champions League. Uh, so there are things to be sorted out. There's plenty of time. It's the fifteenth of July. The window's open for another six weeks, uh, but there's much to be done, and I do think that. This season will be a genuine Saturday upon Saturday, Sunday upon Sunday, Wednesday upon Wednesday title race. Well, thank you to Robert in Newlands. 01419511025 is the number you need. We'll have more of your calls after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can give us a call 0141 951 1025 or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB if you want to get involved. John is a Celtic fan in Coatbridge. John, what's your point tonight? Hi, boys. How about it? Just me bit annoyed Celtic didn't go for the, the, the Swedish chap, Ellender, that the Rangers have just signed with their contact. You know, the Swedish player before. Larson, Mialbin, Lustig. How did Rangers manage to get in and sign this job where it was a kind of a week's area, the centre-back for Celtic? Well, uh, Celtic perhaps knew of him, perhaps he was on the radar, and perhaps they felt that Christopher Julian was a better prospect. I don't know. Uh, transfer windows for Celtic tend to be a fairly tortuous business, John, as I'm sure you're well aware uh, and also, you know, they have uh, Nicky Hammond, who is a freelance recruitment contributor, uh, but obviously not the head of recruitment because you can't be head of anything if you're on a freelance contract. So Celtic do seem to take a fair length of time to bring players in. But uh, as I say, the only answer I can give you is that they obviously thought Christopher Julian was uh, their favoured choice. Uh, and we'll see which one turns out to be the biggest hit. John, saying that, you know, there's, there's Christopher Julian, Jozo Simonovic, Christopher Ayer. Do you still feel that Celtic need another centre back to be good for the season? Well, first of all, the right back position is is a must. There are not that many, they're like hen's teeth. Uh, I don't know if any in the, on the radar, as you say, Celtic tend to drag their. In these situations The problem with the I'm not accusing them of dragging their feet But 
The problem with the transfer window is that the deeper you go into the transfer window, people know two things. They know that you've got plenty of money in the bank and if Kieran Tierney does go and you add 25 million to the 30 million that's in the bank, that's a lot of money. And other clubs think, well, their need of a right back, for example, is great. And uh, you tend to find that you're held to ransom and Celtic don't like being held to ransom. So uh, they do need recruitment uh, in defence, that's for sure. Uh, and at the moment, things seem to have stalled a little. Final point to you, John. No, that's, that's fine, Hugh. Thanks for your comments and whatever else what you have said. Thanks, Thank John. Well, thank you to John in Coatbridge, 01419511025 if you want to get involved. I think we should have a look at the, the competitive action that kicked off over the weekend, Hugh. The oh. Betfred Cup started. A few interesting results. It always does throw up interesting results this group stage because it's so early in the season. Some of them really do just feel like glorified friendly matches almost, yeah. don't they? Well, you know, perhaps if we take them at their face value, competitive matches in the Betfred Cup, uh, then there were eye-openers and uh, uh, among them would be St Mirren finding themselves three down to Dunfermline at one stage. Uh, it was a baptism of fire for Jim Goodwin, the new manager, uh, but probably not telling him anything he didn't know already, so he'll need to get busy. Uh, for Motherwell... 3 nothing winners uh, at the Freeze against Queen of the South. They seem to have recruited well. Stephen Robinson does seem to know the market down south very well and brings in players who always do Motherwell a ton. So it uh, started optimistically for them. Patrick Thistle at home to Airdrie. Uh, they got the win. That's all you can ask. Uh, so there were, there were highs and lows. And if you're an United fan and you watch a team winning 7-0 away from home, then you'll think... Oh, we're in for a terrific season, but early days. Yeah, because I was thinking there was a couple of seasons ago that um, Sophie and Musa at Dundee, I remember he scored barrel loads of goals in the in the group stage of the, the Betfred Cup and everyone was, you know, Dundee fans were excited yeah. about him. His career didn't quite really kick off from then, so it's, it's, you can't really tell too much from these games, really. No, you can't. But the great thing about being a football fan is that you can be as optimistic as you like on the 15th of July uh, because the competitive stuff in terms of league football hasn't started yet and you can be as pessimistic as you like you never know what might transpire between now and the league season starting With Motherwell, you touched on them obviously the, the job that Stephen Robinson's done quite often recruits from down south he was talking earlier on in this window just about how he feels he's got one of the toughest jobs in the league because he's constantly having to having a massive turnover of players they're always selling players and he's having to bring them in it does seem to be something that he does quite efficiently and I remember him saying well after the game at the weekend that he feels he's now got match winners oh. in this squad that he, that he maybe didn't have before so it certainly be promising signs I mean a 3-0 win away to Queen of the South definitely good signs for Motherwell fans going into this campaign yeah they, they, they do seem to have the happy knack down through the years uh, of bringing in players uh, who are not exactly household names uh, but who become vital for Motherwell and uh, can later be sold on. Uh, so uh, I would be quite sure of Motherwell's capacity for improvement in the, the coming season. The best, if they could get top six, that would be fantastic for them. Uh, but if you've got to get 
allow for the fact that Celtic, Rangers, Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen uh, are all for sure going to be in front of you, then to finish six is, is good going. And it's easy for us to stand here and say, oh, you know, you can't read too much into these games and, and everything like that. But if you do have a bad result in your opening competitive game of the campaign, fans will naturally worry. You look at St Mirren, new manager and get Jim Goodwin. He's not had a lot of time to put the squad together, but 3-2, they lost to Dunfermline. They were 3-0 down. You've got Hamilton, who drew 0-0 at home to mm. Queen's Park and even went on to lose the, the bonus point penalty as well. Yeah, well, realistically... <clears throat> How much are you prepared to read in to what happens at this particular time? The season will need to begin. They'll all need to go once round the block and then you'll know where you stand. Well, Partick Thistle were 1-0 winners over Airdrieonians on Saturday. Let's get the thoughts of Gary Caldwell. Yeah, very good. That was a, a big thing we, we spoke about all pre-season was winning mentality, desire to, to keep going, to push, to, to win football games and to know how to win football games. And I thought whilst it wasn't perfect today, I thought we were always the team on the front foot, we were always the team on the ascendancy in the second half. We upped the tempo a little bit and created chances a lot more than we did first half. The goalie made some great saves. We had umpteen corners, set pieces and, and kept knocking at the door and once we got the goal, I felt we were fairly comfortable. Jerry's speaking to you know a few players at the minute. It's it's that's the kind of hard bit to, to get everything right and get things over the line is is difficult. But we've identified uh, a couple of players that we want to bring in, whether it happens or not. Uh, and none is really kind of none's going to happen that over the weekend. But hopefully, early next week, we can progress them and and announce something then. I mean, this is a big season for Partick Thistle. Yeah, Jerry being Jerry Britton, the sage of Mary Hill. Uh, so he has the responsibility for uh, isolating players, getting them on, along to Partick Thistle. There's interest in buying Partick Thistle. This is a, an important time for the club. Uh, if they were to get new buyers, uh, you know, it, it could kickstart something quite dramatic at Firhill. Uh, but in the meantime While that is going on in the background What Gary Caldwell has to do Is avoid all of last season's flirtation With relegation uh, Partick this will have to be more optimistic looking than that um, You look at today When you're talking about the takeover Another change in the boardroom Alan Ruff has resigned from his post It definitely looks like something is afoot at Partick Thistle yeah. It looks as if the investors are Do have a lot of money The 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 man that's been talked about owns Nice, owns Barnsley. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the in the coming days and weeks with that one. Yeah, I hope Ruffy's okay. I never quite got my head around the idea of Ruffy as a director of a football <laughs> club. However, uh, you know, he's devoted to Partick Thistle. Uh, and he, I'm sure, would like to see the club in the best hands possible. So it's an interesting development. We'll see if they do come under new ownership. It would be... Quite thrilling for the Partick Thistle supporters, I think, if that happened. And I do think that the, the boardroom machinations which have gone on have that sale in mind. Well, that's it for tonight. Thank you for all your calls. Thank you for all your tweets. Thanks to Hugh in the studio. I'll be back tomorrow night in the studio with Roger Hanna. We'll be live from Celtic Park on Wednesday, live from Ibrooks on Thursday. So look forward to that. Callum Gallagher is up next and he's joined by Castlemix' Jerry Seneman after his fantastic transmit performance at the weekend.
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Recon-